Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. The Beast is back. Cena and Reigns make it officially real and women's championship coming right now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Of course. It's only a matter of time, <laughs> truly. When you got power like that, it's hard to hide it. Yeah, wow, she just kind of, she slammed it and took it and ran off with it, and that was it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, welcome to August 28th. Uh, It is uh, the WWE Raw After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Welcome to our new start time, 9 p.m. PST on Mondays. So 9 p.m., y'all. I know the chat room has some stuff to say about it. We love you. So joining me today, we have Mark Warzeka, comedy writer at Second City and Comedy Central, director extraordinaire. I'll take it. Hello. <laughs> hello, hello, Markia. Hello, Mark Donica. And hello to everybody uh, affected by this hurricane. I want to say a quick shout out to all our listeners or viewers who may be affected by it. And glad to see WWE acknowledge it uh, tonight and encourage us to, to donate if we can. Yeah, absolutely. That was a fabulous video package that they did. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that they did it more than once. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, sitting next to that man is... Uh, He's a professional wrestler. He's got eight years' experience. This man has traveled the world by boxcar and hobo. Is my name. Yes. Ed <laughs> Hobo on Twitter. And hobo is his game. Yeah, yeah. Again, I want to want to definitely say that I'm concerned with the people trapped in Hurricane Harvey and those conditions there are absolutely yeah. some of the worst that they've ever seen. Calling it a 500-year storm. Uh, it oh. is it is 100% brutal, and I want to make sure that everybody stays safe out there. Take care of each other. Take care of your fellow man. Indeed. And then if you can't do anything, you can donate. And I'll even have the, the website for that that WWE shared. Uh, and now on the ones and twos for the first half, we have Mark Donica. Are, are you not, Oh, are you here for the full time with us? Well, yeah, it's an hour. He ducked oh, out early right. last week. Yeah. He's acting like he don't, just was is with it every single week. Yeah, don't act like you haven't ducked out on us before. Well, no, I haven't, but there's no two-parter anymore. Oh, because all right. we're only stuck to one hour. Okay. That's, what, that's all I mean. Okay, no I, worries. You're getting real defensive, aren't you? I know. <laughs> it's all right. We love you, Mark. Love y'all, too. Okay. Uh, but yeah, with Raw, uh, we were in Memphis, Tennessee at the FedEx Forum, and uh, and as we were discussing with uh, Hurricane Harvey, uh, Booker T is actually with his family in Houston. So, uh, uh, what who joined uh, Michael Cole and Corey Graves was Jerry Lawler, the King. So we did have him from Memphis, which is very choice. very fitting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, starting it off, you know, start of show, we have the Miz and the Misteraj uh, in the ring, ready to go. One word out respect and he's interrupted by kurt angle the gm and kurt says yes there will be a title match for your belt at no mercy whereupon miz interrupted kurt angle like 
pretty much a shush. Willie, he <laughs> took his time back. He had that time in the ring to make a statement. I'm sure he penciled it in or checked with somebody. I want this time. I want a reservation. Top of the show. And then Angle comes out and interrupts him. Yeah. It's, it is, it is rude. rude. It's, it's rude, actually. Disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah, so you're saying Miz reclaimed his time. He That's did. right. He Took did. He did he pulled indeed. A, he pulled the Maxine Waters. Yeah, but <laughs> he did. Uh, yeah, he was uh, sipping tea and just spitting out truth where he was saying about how his title had been overshadowed and it should be back into the spotlight. Uh, whereupon, yes, Kurt Angle agreed with him and said, you know what? We're going to have a good old fashioned battle royale. 15-man Battle Royale. Sure. I love it. And that's, that's what we start the show with. That's yeah. how you start a lot of wrestling shows. A lot of wrestling shows start with a Battle Royal because <laughs> in, in the friction they're contained within, you can spin off so many different matchups and you have to really pay attention to who eliminates who and how to see what might come down the line in the future. Yeah, I'm not always a huge fan of a Battle Royal and WWE programming because sometimes I felt like it could be just sort of a crutch or they're lazy and they just kind of throw it out there uh, and it's not super creative. However, I think that uh, this one had a lot of nice little things going on in it, like Hobo was saying. There were nice little stories being told, little rivalries set up or forwarded. So I thought this worked pretty well. I thought it was an inter- entertaining TV Battle Royal. I enjoyed it. Yeah, indeed. Um, I keep on thinking of uh, the Japanese movie Battle Royale and I'm just going to keep on that's a different. That's a much uh, that's more violent. Different. It's, it's like forty different characters, and yeah. you care about all of them. <laughs> what are you uh, saying? You didn't care about everybody tonight? Do you Jeez, not? Mark with the shovel, just oh burying oh all the chunks. I'm burying all the newcomers. I'm burying them tomorrow. <laughs> golden so I, shovel. Yeah. Oh yeah. Golden shovel. You it. don't care about the Miztourage. The Miztourage <laughs> were in this match, and they're the Miz's friends. What mm-hmm. would have happened if one of them would have won? Yeah, well, you know he would have disaster for the whole Miz. You know he would have made them take a dive. You know he would have. Well, he was saving their butts tonight. He obviously wanted them to win. Yeah, he did want them to win. There may have been a plan in place, a contingency plan of if one of you guys happens to win, you do take the finger poke of doom. You take the dive. (laughs) He thought they were going to go down Kevin Nash Hulk Hogan style. Yeah. Uh, There we go. And yeah, for this uh, fifteen man, we had a a clean shaven Big Show. Yeah. Out of all things, he was King Kong Big Show. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he looked like the spider from Game of Thrones. <laughs> Just back from negotiating. That a, that oh. a big spider. <laughs> right, back from Dorn. Back from Dorn. Oh, He's just man. fresh back from Dorn. Yeah, but um, first person out was Curtis Hawkins. I mean... Uh... <laughs> Curtis. He just, he just yep. stood in the middle of the ring like, yes, this is mine. And yeah. there was a team effort of, no, this is yours. And yeah. you're out of the, you're out of the ring. Poor yeah. guy. Poor well, guy. You know, it's... You're always happy to get a moment in that ring, and he owned that moment, and so did everybody else own that moment for mm-hmm. him, and and showed him the door, yeah, right over the top and to the outside, and then they focused on Big Show, but Big Show is not Kurt Hawkins, no. and he reminded them, get off of me, <laughs> and uh, so everything kind of fell apart after that, and they were fighting each other for a while. Yeah, I particularly enjoyed when Big Show was um using his huge ham shaped fists to just cave what? in some chests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there were a number of... Uh, actually, it's interesting how many tag teams that they had like in the ring, and then there was like this tag team effort that was going on, and that was kind of like a theme uh, that happened even uh, later on. But it was... Let's see. Uh, yeah, so uh, Anderson and Gallows actually mm-hmm. got an assist from Finn Balor, 
uh, to mm, little ballot yeah, club to action. get rid of Big Show. Interesting, a little hint. That Poor was Big nice. Show. I feel bad for Big Show. His whole thing is that he's a giant of professional wrestling, yet he never wins battle royals. <laughs> this guy never wins. Well, you know the wrestlers have gotten bigger since the days of giants. <laughs> That's true. So the average height just keeps increasing, <laughs> and now the uh, half the roster is at least close to Big Show's size and weight. So yeah. if you're going to have two, two, three guys throw him out, it may as well be Gallows mm-hmm. and Anderson. Gallows being probably the second biggest man in that ring. So, yeah, yeah, why not just have the whole club form for maybe the first time, get a whole lot of buzz, and eliminate, eliminate the big show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and then for people in the chat room, uh, yes, I have an eye patch on. Uh, <laughs> it is not for, we should maybe acknowledge that. I should probably acknowledge that. I probably should have done that at the top of the show. Uh, it's not for cosmetic purposes, although I feel very much like a pirate meets uh, Nikki Fury right now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I thought you were doing an homage to a friend of ours, Rock. Romero. Oh yeah, nice there you car. go. I thought maybe you're just getting early, early Nikki Fury Halloween costume. Yeah, there just we go. It's get, right around the corner. Just bring yeah. it in, in stages. <laughs> just a little bit at a time. One, one extra like piece of the costume every week of the show until Halloween. There you go. I'll come with my shield badge uh, next <laughs> yeah. next show after Labor Day. I can't wait for the show where you shave your head. Oh, <laughs> uh, I would have That'll to. Be right? Really interesting. Mm. No. Is there any yeah. chance? I had made up this whole backstory uh, in my mind mm-hmm. that maybe Big Show had been, not, not about your eye patch, but the shaving thing of the Big Show, <laughs> that maybe someone had like, Big Show had like fallen asleep on the plane or something, mm-hmm. and, the, and some of the other wrestlers as a rib like shaved like half of his beard off. And he woke up and was like, now I've got to shave the rest of it off. Because otherwise, <laughs> why would he do that? Well, yeah. Why? It, it used to be that the rib was you shaved an eyebrow. An eyebrow. Just yeah, one just... eyebrow. But with right. a vet with the size and caliber of Big Show, maybe you just shave his goatee. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let, yeah. we don't want to make him that mad. We'll just give him a, a, a nice shave. Yeah. yeah. Maybe with a straight razor. Hire a barber. It's the nicest rib ever. <laughs> give him a hot towel. Yeah. Well, I think maybe I should just accept the straight, age, uh, straight edge society and just yeah. go Serena Deb with it. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah, on away. Are you guys going to do that for me? Yeah. Sure, can we? Yeah. Let's have a hair versus hair match in here. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> oh, hobo, hobo. I don't want to. Oh, come on. <laughs> Okay, but uh, continue going with the match uh, with a lot of team efforts that happened. Mm-hmm. Ms. Siraj eliminates R-Truth. Anderson and Gallows did a neckbreaker on Goldust. And then via teammate, eliminated Goldust. Apollo Crews was eliminated, but didn't actually see that. I think that happened sometime during I didn't the... see it either. I know. Uh, he was it just was like in the uh, cl- Elias eliminated Crews. Elias, oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, Gallows eliminated Matt Hardy. And then Matt and Anderson kind of traded slaps. Uh, at the edge mm-hmm. of the ring, it looked like we were going to get a twist of fate on the apron. Didn't necessarily get that, but he Anderson was eliminated, being slammed face first into the post. Gorgeous. But then, of course, <laughs> Gallows uh, pulled him off of the off of the apron. I didn't expect that, but there's no DQ in a battle royal. No, so... there isn't. Anything can happen. Anyone yeah. can enter, even people who aren't in the match. Yeah. I'm foreshadowing something that's coming later. <laughs> oh, that the Miz saved the Miz-Tourage from getting uh, getting he, he knocked did, out? But he did, but the referee did not see, and as mm. a result, he was not told to leave ringside. If he was caught, he would have been ejected. 
Yeah. Now, what have happened? Ooh, okay. The, the one individual who really stood out in this whole thing was Finn Balor. At one point, yes, he indeed. was standing over at least maybe six or seven individuals, absolutely standing the tallest out of any of them. And it looked like he was on, on point to win the whole battle royal. But Bray Wyatt, in his... <laughs> His, his whatever you want to call it shows up, grabs oh, wow. him, throws him right out. Did not even expect that. I mean, first Finn was like Sling Blade City, and then all of a sudden, and there's Bray, and then... Hasn't Bray Wyatt learned his lesson? He already got beaten by the demon Finn Balor. I thought this was over. Shouldn't it be over? What it, apparently, it's not over for Bray. It's not over until Bray Wyatt says it's over. <laughs> not over until Bray Wyatt sings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, never. Uh, so, yeah, and then Jason Jordan was uh, showing, he was throwing his weight around a bit, you know, mm-hmm. a bit of belly to belly that were going on. Uh, and he even double eliminated the Mysterage. Yep. Double yeah. eliminated and him and then eliminated Elias. Yeah, he's got to impress his dad. He was. He's got. Yep. Well, he's, he's daddy still proud. Very daddy real talented. Proud. He's an incredibly talented athlete, and he's he's really starting to come into his own as far as wrestling is concerned. But just like we've sort of seen, he gets close, but he can't seal the deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He gets the opportunity, but he lets it slip away right through his fingers. Yeah. I and mean, Jeff Hardy picks up the win. No, indeed. no offense to Jeff Hardy, but you definitely don't see him. Being the man to win a battle royal when he's, you know, one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time. But uh, he's already won the Intercontinental, I think they said, four times. Yeah. So maybe this could be his fifth. I mean, he is a good singles wrestler, but we haven't seen him go singles in quite a while. So if... <laughs> and I, you look at Jeff Hardy and Jason Jordan, you would, you'd sort of put money... On uh, Jason Jordan yes. over Jeff Hardy, but that was not how it worked out tonight. Mm-hmm. No, see, uh, apparently Jason Jordan didn't watch Showgirls. There's always someone hungrier than you <laughs> coming down the stairs. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think I've ever been on an after show where we referenced that particular <laughs> film. That's a first for me. Yeah, it feels good. Never watched the TV edited version. <laughs> oh, or, or right. only the drinking games. Only the TV. Yeah, edited. Jason Jordan's got to get back on track though. Kurt Angle yeah. doesn't want a loser for a son. Oof. And this kid has been losing every week That's, now. You got to tell it to your son. Kurt, yes. yes. As soon as he starts getting yes. into sports, Absolutely. whatever it is. Oh, poor little baby. No yeah. losers in this house. We're Olympic gold medalists around here. <laughs> yeah. So now we are four weeks from the Raw exclusive pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. No Mercy. That will be Sunday, September 24th. And we know that uh, Brock Lesnar will defend the Universal Championship against Braun Strowman. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. And also the Beast will be on Raw tonight. So, uh, ooh, Oh, whoa. Yeah. It's a preview. <laughs> so uh, we have uh, Charlie Crusoe with uh, Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bliss lays out her very intricate strategy. Uh, it's it's called to win. To win. She's I'm going win. to win. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and she actually says Sasha's never successfully defended her women's championship. Tonight will be no different. Tonight, the goddess reclaims her throne. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, she, it's, it's a brilliant strategy. Why would I tell you what I'm going to do so that Sasha Banks can actually watch this interview <laughs> and see what my strategy is? Yeah. 
don't don't talk to people about what you're gonna do to yeah. other people. Like <laughs> like evil villains tell you like their entire plan. Yep. Yep. A la James Bond. See, that's how you know Alexa Bliss was gonna win. She didn't tell you her plan. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You know, I like Alexa a lot, but some of the stuff, some of the 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 dialogue <laughs> they come up with on this show, like they had Alexa say, they made Alexa say, Sasha, you think you're the legit boss. But I think you're a legit loser. I'm like, who talks like this? Who would ever say this? Could you imagine Conor McGregor saying something like that oh, to Floyd wow. Mayweather? No. I, you think you're money Mayweather, but I'm going to make you go broke. <laughs> That would be about the equivalent actually, of it. I actually liked that. <laughs> oh. That was ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe that I should write for WWE. It was absolutely ridiculous, and I liked it. Oh, my God. Although, I, the one thing I could say is I could see a cheerleader saying that. Yeah, that type mm-hmm. of character. Yeah, I do yeah. know what you mean. Because Alexa Bliss literally was and sort of is a cheerleader yeah. in style, you can kind of go, okay, mm-hmm, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's about where her mind is. She's got some arrested development. Yep. She thinks she's <laughs> in, in uh, junior high. So uh, we li- we uh, find out that Enzo Amore has transitioned over to 205 Live. He's, you know. That was big news on Tuesday. That, that, was, that was really big. big. Yeah. I guess he lost some weight. I don't know. Suddenly he he's under 205? No, it's not all of a sudden. There's some guys that are on 205 Live that choose to compete at mm. that level. And okay. there are some guys who don't. Mm-hmm. And it's while it can be a difficult transition for a lot of guys, uh, Finn Balor is one of the ones who's. It's no secret he's under two hundred five. He's a buck, yeah. buck eighty five, buck ninety, right. yeah. and he's soaking wet. He's able to actually go with the heavyweights, mm. so they have him work outside of that division. It's not as though if you are under two hundred five, you can only compete with other cruiserweights. There's there's some leeway, but you mm. have to prove yourself. Yeah, so, like Kalisto. Oh God, that man. Yeah, yeah. Could, we could get I love him me in some that. Kalisto. Mm, me too. A lot of talent. A lot of talent. He, but I wouldn't be surprised if Enzo did lose some weight, though, because he's been so devastated since his breakup with Cass. He oh. probably hasn't been eating. His yes. cheeks are a little sunken in. Yeah. I have to admit. He's Completely a little devastated. He's depressed. Completely. He hasn't eating. He isn't gloating at all at the top no. of this match about how Big Cass had, you know, got what he had yeah, coming. I, <laughs> Tearing his ACL and being out for a few months and, and needed to get surgery. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but yeah, uh, Enzo's first match is versus Noam Dar. He even yeah. gives Noam Dar a, an insulting uh, introduction. Yeah. Called I, him I, soft. I wonder if that's going to be a regular thing for him, that he does the ring introduction for his opponents. It's, I'm, I'm it not seems mad like it could that. be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. then he's transitioning to 205, and then he's transitioning to ring announcing, yeah. <laughs> and then he's transitioning to referee. I don't, I don't know. I, I imagine he's in a downward spiral at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Just you can be a wrestler. Don't, don't, don't do the introductions for your opponents. That's not exactly something I would say works really well. Because if you do a great job, mm-hmm. you'll be doing it way more often. <laughs> I think after it happened, I think it was Lawler said, like, was that the actual introduction? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. 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 It's like, well, I guess that's, that's All right. it. And this is what's out. happening. Okay. Yeah, during the match itself, uh, Noam Dar favored, you know, wrist locks and mocking. Mm-hmm. Mocking and hair pulling. Because, sure. you know, he was going up against Enzo. 
and Enzo was using a lot of counters. You know, almost got himself DQ'd uh, doing working some body shots in the corner. Uh, and to me, Dar seemed almost bored during this match. <laughs> I know, just well, seeing with that. Well, but I think that uh, Dar, rightfully so, was kind of bored. He's yeah. obviously technically superior mm-hmm. to Enzo mm-hmm. Amore. Mm-hmm. Enzo Amore doesn't have a reputation as being a fighter. At any weight, he's got a mouth, but a mouth yeah. is not going to fight your battles for you. So Noam Dar was was heavily just in control of this match. He was. was he was the man in the driver's seat, but Enzo Amore was able to get a win. I'd call it a flash victory, mm. just because of the fact that there was nothing terribly conclusive about it. He sort of escaped with the win, in my opinion. One good move is not necessarily a a good indicator of how you're going to fare against other people, including a champion. Yeah, that's a very good point. Neville was watching this match. Uh, our cruiserweight champion was watching this match. But also, there's no asterisks next to W. So, I mean, Enzo did get this win. Mm-hmm. And we even got some ramp dancing, mocking, and dabbing mm-hmm. on the way out. <laughs> as yeah. Enzo is wont to do. Sure. Yeah, so uh, and then Neville was backstage with Charlie, and he remarked, and I'm trying to do the accent. Uh, I'm not going to do the accent. No, try, try, no, please. No. Yes, no, come on. If that weasel is supposed to be competition for me, then I'm going to be champ forever. Yes. Forever. Very good. Very good. Yes. How you doing? <laughs> That's like the worst impression ever. Um, but yes. You just did an impression of Neville doing his impression of Enzo. With there the how you do it, with the how yeah. you doing it. There. I did. It's an inception impression. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of layers to that. Mm-hmm. And then continuing on with Raw, the Beast is back. So we have Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. They walk to the ring. Uh, and Heyman's, you know, putting Braun over yeah. in the beautiful, masterful way that Heyman does. Talking about how Braun scooped Brock onto his shoulders and slammed into an announcer table. Not once, but twice. And also along with that, he monster-handled Brock Lesnar. I don't believe in monsters, but I believe that Braun Strowman mm-hmm. is one. And then uh, there a lot of other epic, you know, Heyman stuff until mm-hmm. Brock just <laughs> grabs the mic from him and goes, what he's trying to say is, Suplex City B. Mm. Mic drop. Mm-hmm. Yep. He didn't say B. He didn't say B. He, he went said full the out. word. He went full out. He, in fact, there was I'm a lot of cursing right on this Monday Just Night Raw tonight. There Everybody's dropping a B. Everybody's yeah. dropping a B. Yeah, we're not talking about dropping babies. Mm-hmm. Ew. Yeah. Gross. Uh, it's weird to see them on Raw every. They've been on for every week now for like a while, and it's weird because oh. they're gone. They're gone for so long. Usually, mm-hmm. you know, like it feels like after SummerSlam, like they should have gone away again for a while. But here they are every week coming out. So it's I, I really like seeing them week to week on the show and having the champion, you know, as a more present uh, on the on the weekly Raw show. And yeah. Heyman's great. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it, it's tough. You know, they don't want Lesnar to wrestle on free TV. I don't blame them. I'm not saying yeah. that they should, but it's tough to, I think, come up with different stuff to do with this guy every week when he's not wrestling. But and Heyman is so invaluable because he could just be out there cutting these genius promos that tell the story so well of these matches. And um, I'm really genuinely excited for the Lesnar Strowman match. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, it's going to be good. I mean, I mean, Braun Strowman can take uh, what being reversed into a semi when he's locked in an ambulance. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah. He, sure. he can take some Brock yeah. Lesnar hits, yeah. like some full fury blasts. And between the, you know, they always kind of hype stuff, you know, and say, oh, this is worthy of WrestleMania. But they really do have two matches on this No Mercy show that are worthy of WrestleMania. The Strowman Lesnar match could be a WrestleMania match, and the mm-hmm. on the Rain Cena match could be a WrestleMania match. I'm, yeah. I'm sort of shocked we're getting this big of a show in four weeks, but I'm glad. Especially since it's in our neck of the woods here in LA. It's, We're lucky. It's because <laughs> it's in our neck of the woods that this show is so big. They know. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all these shows for you free is by our amazing sponsors. And today, Spotify is one of our sponsors. On Spotify, you can listen to all of your favorite artists and podcasts in one place for free. You don't even need a premium account. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, including the one you're listening to right now. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you don't miss an episode. Premium users can even download episodes to listen to offline, wherever they are, and you can easily share what you're listening to with all your friends and following on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, be sure to download the Spotify app and search for AfterBuzz TV on Spotify, or browse podcasts in the Your Library tab. Also, make sure you follow us so you never miss an episode of AfterBuzz TV. Los Angeles sells out. Mm. Los Angeles is where you get a lot of stars, a lot of really powerful people that come to watch that product. They want to be entertained, Mm. and because they're at the show, they are going to get a caliber show that's higher than average I would say. Mm-hmm. Los Angeles is the place to be. Indeed, always. Uh, next up we have Burn It Down Rollins <laughs> and the Swiss Superman Cesaro and they're in a one-on-one. Uh, with this, I, well I love Cesaro. I love to see him work. I mean Ambrose is, Ambrose is my dude, but Cesaro is really amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I just noticed tonight that he's actually billed at 230 pounds. That's as much as I weigh. And he's able to pull off really incredible stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, he is he, genetically superior to just about anybody yeah, wrestling and, today. And I like his mic work. He hasn't had a chance to do a lot of that now, but he's just, he's he's so witty, and he's he's got puns for days. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, we started with a series of uh, headlocks, and Cesaro was even, like, flipped out of the ring by Rollins, and then you see kind of this uh, team effort. Oh, because... Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I didn't mention it. With uh, Rollins, Dean Ambrose came out to support. And then with Cesaro, of course, Sheamus came out to support. When uh, Cesaro was flipped out of the ring by Rollins, uh, Sheamus like, cheered him on. He's like, yeah, you get back in there. You got this. Love that. And there was a lot of momentum with Rollins once Cesaro got back in. We saw an offensive flurry of uh, knee, uh, running knee chops, standing moonsault, body shots in the corner, I mean, Cesaro had to turn the tide by feeding Rollins some turnbuckle, you know, and actually getting him away from him out of the ring, tossing him out. Where And I liked this. When he tossed Rollins out of the ring mm. and then uh, the ref was distracted, Sheamus started going after Seth. And then Dean Ambrose was like, no, no, we're not having this. Mm-hmm. This is not this is not today. Yeah. Like, this is my guy. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. There was a lot of little tags. They're friends now. Yeah, yeah, they're buds. I'm going to protect my friend. Well, you got the belts. You're going to protect the belts. Mm-hmm. Friendship's great, but gold is better. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we saw a gorgeous tilt-a-world backbreaker by Cesaro, a power lift, power leg drops, series of clothesline. I mean, Cesaro was really owning this. And uh, one of my favorite parts was when, uh, well, Seamus and Dean were on the outside, and Rollins was distracted, and Cesaro capitalized on that with, like, that massive uppercut. This mm-hmm. is right near the end of the match. And then pinned Rollins for the win. Mm-hmm. I just, I loved 
how seamless that was to me. Mm-hmm. Right, what did y'all think about the match? I thought it was really good. I, I wasn't quite exactly sure what to expect with perhaps a win or loss. Uh, seeing Rollins actually get pinned was interesting, considering nobody directly interfered with the match. Sheamus tried, mm-hmm. but then Ambrose, being the neutralizer, quickly sort of put out that fire, but it still was enough of a distraction for Cesaro to get a, a, another what I would call flash victory. He's able to hit that uppercut and do a tight, tight roll-up and put his his feet by his ears, and it's almost impossible to get out when there's that much weight in that position on the human body. It's really hard to get out. So mm-hmm. that's that's how you really secure a win and a pin. If you want somebody down, you got to push him all the way. That's what Cesaro did. It's what he wanted was the victory, and he got it tonight. When you called him uh, "burn it down," Seth Rollins reminded me. Did you guys see? Did you guys see this quote from a Rollins interview he did this week that they added the "burn it down" uh, to his theme song because Vince McMahon didn't like that pause in the music? That, really? Yeah, that's what Rollins said. Yeah, because you know how it went. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, to me. it, it really went does. like uh, this is my impression of Rollins' music. So mm-hmm. it went like pause. And then it kicked in. So now it goes, burn it down where the pause was. So, right? so what, what you're talking about right there is you have you have an entrance theme and you have a signature. Now, the signature is always what leads to the entrance theme. It's really the, the moment that, that music hits, you know who comes out. So everybody has a signature and their theme. But with his, you're 100% right, there was a huge gap in between. Yeah. You had the signature and there was a massive gap and then the music continued. So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me that you would fill that gap. And it's, I don't understand why they didn't do it until now, to be frank. Maybe he didn't know what to say. Maybe not. Why not just start start the music at the break, like before the break, so that it starts with a... Why not? I don't know whose call that was, but uh, it obviously escaped a lot of people's... Uh, watchful eye until now. Well, what would he have yelled before this? Kingslayer. He could have yelled Kingslayer in that gap. Yeah. The King architect. Slayer! The architect. The architect. I love CrossFit. Yeah. CrossFit Jesus. CrossFit Jesus. And so after the match, we thought it was over. It wasn't over. We get a bonus match because Sheamus gets on the mic, mocks them, say, "Oh no, no, no." Before you run off back to the locker room with your tail between your legs, uh, we's about to go. So then we have a match with Sheamus versus Everyone Dean was Ambrose. very confused. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everybody on commentary was like, is this, are we going to, oh, we're going to, oh, oh, we're doing it. We're yeah. doing it. We're this, having a match, everybody. Like, this is a thing. This is happening now. This is a thing that we get. <laughs> okay. All right. We we didn't get uh, get that on, on our paperwork, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. Be like, okay, that's, yeah, we got it. Uh, news, news at 11. Yeah, uh, so I, I, well, like I already said, Ambrose is my dude. So I mm-hmm. really enjoyed this. I like that. I like that stretch muffler submission. That Holy that crap. was oh. like Seamus. It it's like no one ever asked him if he lifts because he lifts. Mm-hmm. That's. I mean, the stretch muffler is a really good submission. Generally, you you bend the guy backwards as to apply more pressure, but. I I never thought about just standing straight up with it and letting the guy dangle and use his own weight to tear apart his knee joint. But hey, that works too. <laughs> sure, just hang out there for a while. God, that was. I wish I was taller so I could pull stuff off like that. <laughs> but I'm not, so I can't. Oh man. Well, and it would have worked if you know Dean Ambrose wasn't powered by his lunatic fringe. 
Ness, and then also by that core strength where he inched his way up to then start clobbering time onto Seamus's head. But then Seamus turned it into a power bomb, so that wasn't really a great idea, was it? Yeah, and then right after that, got locked into a clover leaf. So who's oh, winning here? A lot, of, a lot of work on the the legs and the lower back, and it it came to bite him at one point. He tried to tried to go to suplex Seamus. Dean Ambrose mm. did, and it it was not something he was able to do because of all of the damage he sustained on his back. He just couldn't even put his heels down to pull his weight over. It was impossible. Yeah, what do you think about this fight, Mark? I, I mean, I thought both the matches were good. I don't know why these guys. Well, I'm talking about Cesaro and Sheamus here. Why don't they get their rematch? Why are they having to <laughs> wrestle these guys in singles matches right now? Don't they get an automatic rematch after their loss at SummerSlam? This well, is maybe they're saving it. Right. They're so, no, no, no. This is measured. This is absolutely a choice on their part. Mm. What they're doing is breaking down their opponents. After what what uh, Dean Ambrose definitely went through tonight, mm-hmm. he's a little worse for wear. They're That's going true. to wear mm-hmm. down their opponents mm-hmm. until there's really not a whole lot left, and then they're going to beat them with ease. That is their game plan. That is their strategy. Even overall, in the ring, that is their strategy. We are going to match you at your best. We're going to put you down, and then we're going to beat you with ease. Mm-hmm. That is that is literally what they do. And you see it really, it's it's a battle of styles. Um, Cesaro and Sheamus really do have complementary styles. Yes, And when you indeed. see two singles matches with two different, uh, two different partners of a tag team, you get to see the different styles that they bring to the table. And Cesaro and Sheamus are, are more or less the same. They're big, they're strong. But uh, Rollins and Ambrose, they have two completely different styles. They may be similar height and weight, but the way they approach their opponents is completely different. Uh, Rollins will hit you everywhere but straight forward. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a counter wrestler, so he's going to play the angles and try and get you down uh, when when you're just off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But Ambrose, he comes straight at you 100% yes. every time. It doesn't matter how big you are. It doesn't matter what sort of leverage you have. He's coming straight at you 100% of the time. So those two different ideologies about the best way to actually take on an individual mesh create a really interesting play in the ring and that's really how they won the championships was a mesh of two different styles to get something that was was completely different than their opponents who are sort of the same note yeah and then uh, speaking of that like jumping off of your point with uh, that Rollins will get you if you're slightly off beat uh, which, yeah, that's actually how they ended up winning. I mean, Rollins pulls Cesaro off the apron while the ref is distracted by Cesaro. Rollins runs around, like leaps off of the top rope uh, onto Sheamus and then uses that momentum to then suicide dive. It looked like a suicide no, he, dive he, straight he, through the rope. He jumped in and hit Sheamus with the knee, yes, dove the out ro- onto Cesaro and allowed Dean to hit the uh, the DDT. And that was that was it. That was the win. And it was a it was a double team finish in a singles match. But because the referee was distracted, there there, no one knew. No one knew. It simply looked to the referee like uh, Rollins had rolled in to avoid Cesaro, but then dove right out onto him. Like no, Rollins. Rollins was a busy boy. Certainly Indeed. was. So and then yeah, so we have a win for Cesaro and a win for Ambrose, and that's how it ended. Evened out. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I think 50-50, as some might say. <laughs> they were 50-50 going into the championship match where Rollins and Ambrose won. They really were. Mm-hmm. So now it's still 
they could win it back. The bar could win back the yeah. championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at, then go to the Burger King and celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Burger so, King raises the bar. Yeah, it, it no. <laughs> I mean, they said it that it did. Yes. <laughs> We're quoting them. They raised the bar. They no, no, said that Burger King does what they do Let's be with honest. food. Let's be honest. That line was kind of a whopper. <laughs> hey. Oh, you guys. Boo. So Mickey and James are in the locker room. Oh, Mickey, Mickey, James? Ja- M- Mickey and James. <laughs> Mickey and James. Yeah. Mickey and James. Yes. Mickey and James and uh, M and Ma. I never. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Mickey James and Emma are in the locker room. Emma's gloating that Twitter blew up after her match with Nia Jax, and and Mickey James like, well, yes, it did because hashtag Emma give Emma CPR. So that's <laughs> mm-hmm. that's why it did. And then Emma starts her whole song and dance about I started the women's revolution. You should thank me for. And Mickey's like, girl, no, no. And you're going to stop saying that. In fact, we're about to do a match. I win. You stop saying that forever and ever. You win. I will hashtag out anything that you tell me to say. I will tweet that hashtag out. And she's like, oh, okay, well, hashtag Mickey is mean. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so we're going to have a match between the two of them. But right before that, uh, we do have that beautiful video package uh, with Hurricane Harvey. And I believe it was a Category 4 uh, yes. Yeah, it went up yeah. to four and then got reduced, but it still ended up just major. Completely yeah. brutal. Um, but if you want to uh, donate, the website is ghcf.org slash hurricane hyphen relief, and that's to donate to Harvey victims. So. Yeah, and kudos again. We said at the beginning, but to WWE for putting together, turning around that video package so quickly, getting so many of the superstars in that thing. Mm-hmm. And also, like you mentioned, Marquia, like airing it throughout the show. Yes. You know, yes, like it did. wasn't just a one time thing. It aired throughout the show, which I think is great of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It shows a, a social conscience and a social responsibility. Yeah. So I very much appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So now we have a uh, Mickey James versus Emma. Mm-hmm. And uh, Emma has some new music. She. Did you notice that? No. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> she I mean, I believe music. you, but I didn't notice yeah, it. Yeah, I don't. I, I wasn't able to piece out what it was. It was, had a whole lot of lyrics. There was a woman singing. Yeah. Eh, in any case. So. It's probably just references to millennial social media stuff. Maybe. That's kinda, basically what her character is, right? It was probably yeah, just like so. Snapchat, Instagram, hashtag stuff. That, that was the song. <laughs> that was the song went? exactly. That, went? that yes. was it. That was exactly the song. Uh, but yeah, she gets uh, the upper hand with an arm. Arm bar uh, against Mickey James, but then Mickey James is Mickey James. Mm-hmm. So she basically handed Emma her butt, and we had fan- the fantastic high kick. Oh my God, I love that. But uh, to continue with the theme of the night of flash victories, Emma won. Yeah, flash yep. victory. Yeah. Just grabbing those legs and putting mm-hmm. all her weight forward. Mickey was trapped, couldn't go anywhere. I mean, sunset flip. Sunset flip really only works when you have have a really good grip on the hips of your opponent to drive them backwards. And if that grip slips and you're left basically with your back on the mat, you're completely exposed. You have nowhere to go. And so Emma saw this, and using using what instincts she has, was able to get the victory. Because you can't say it was veteran instincts. Mickey James took her to school tonight. I yes, mean, she did. She had 100% of the offense. Yep. Emma didn't have anything. It was almost brutal to watch. Mickey James almost didn't want to be there. <laughs> she just saw her going, come on, you suck. Why am I even here? I have a feeling Mickey's going to get a rematch next week. 
You have, mix I up. do. I have yeah. an opportunity to uh, to avenge her, her flash loss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she'll just do a few high kicks and then just kind of sit on Emma and then, like, text on uh, Emma's Twitter. <laughs> Take a picture of the two of them right there and then text on it. Uh, so, yeah. And then afterwards, Emma grabs the mic and just continuously says over and over, I started the women's revolution. Mm-hmm. And that's... She's, she yeah. has made that point. Yes, yes. She's I, made I, that think, point. I think she believes that she started the Women's yes, Revolution. I'm, I'm actually pretty certain. It's clear that, that that's she, her opinion. Yeah, that that's her thing. That mm-hmm. really is. She uh, didn't so, have anything else to say. Yeah. That was <laughs> yeah. the entirety of her message repeated yeah. over and over again uh, to oblivion. Yeah. And it doesn't make it any more true. <laughs> that nope. is true. Uh, but what is true was damn true, is that Kurt Angle was in the ring to make Reigns and Cena's match for No Mercy Mm -hmm. official. Wow. So this segment, um, I... I know that there's a, a number of people that watch our show and then they, they'll watch our show and then not actually Raw because, you know, Raw's right. like three hours long. <laughs> hey, and I wouldn't that. watch it either if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend watching this segment. I recommend yeah. watching Roman Reigns and John Cena go to town on each other. I mean, they make it real. Yeah. They, they went there. Every once in a while, we get on Raw, we get a really newsworthy segment that you know is going to be something people are going to be talking about for a while. It's a memorable segment. I think this was one of those segments. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, definitely, you know, online, I know this was sort of blowing up everywhere. And I'm not surprised. I think this was a newsworthy segment for yeah. sure. Uh, those guys captured some of the, I think they were going for some of that sort of shoot style flavor that The Rock and Cena had when they mm-hmm. were building their matches, where they were really hit each other hard with some quote-unquote real-life personal stuff um, to help, um, you know, kickstart that rivalry or take it to a next level. Right. Um, so I think that's what those guys, if they if they wanted to get people talking, I think this segment is going to have been a, is a big success for that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm hyped for this match, I'll, mm, I'll be honest. After, after what we saw... Truly, with the with the boxing match of of last weekend, and all of the press conferences that they had leading up to that, and how each one of them was able to make mainstream news, it it doesn't surprise me at all that they would try them being Reigns and Cena would try to mirror that a little bit mm-hmm. and try and get their own press and their own buzz out of it because they are two two of the biggest icons in in professional wrestling, sports entertainment, and they could easily get as many eyes on them as as, uh, Mayweather or McGregor. So why not just push the boundaries? And they did. They made it personal. They They, did. They They made made it it personal, and they made it, yeah, they made it real. It got really real, Mm -hmm. real quick. But you see the differences in that ring, hmm. on the mic, even, even as a professional in that ring, John is comfortable. Mm-hmm. He, there is yeah. nobody more comfortable with who they are and what they bring to the table than John Cena. Yeah, he, he was just, in his element. He just stands there. He loves it, soaks it up. Mm-hmm. And Roman Reigns, unfortunately, is not there. He's he's still a little bit, yeah, in he, comparison to John Cena, mm-hmm. he's still green. He's yeah. still learning. He's still trying to get comfortable in that ring. And uh, as 
as it just happened, he slipped a little bit. Mm. He lost his train of thought, mm. his slip of the tongue, and John was all over him. Mm-hmm. That the whole, the whole experience of the contract signing was a match in itself. Yes, you yes. saw you saw the veteran completely owning the night, and this young upstart try and gain a little bit of ground, and he slips, and the veteran is just all over him, mm-hmm. like a hundred percent. But then out of nowhere, this kid finds a little bit of ground, yeah. and he starts to gain on the veteran, and and all of a sudden it's a little bit more of an even match. Like it, this was a wrestling match. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Cena um I think that Cena seems more relaxed than ever lately. And I, I'm sure in part it's because he's having so much legitimate success in Hollywood. When he comes back, it's you know, he doesn't need to come back at this point. When he comes back, I think he's coming back for fun. I think he's yeah. coming back because it's fun for him, and he's going to make sure that he has fun. He, he, he was so calm and cool and collected and playful in that mm-hmm. segment tonight, and it, it really, really worked. And I think Roman, I mean, I agree with what you're saying, Hobo. I think it's he's not quite there yet. I also yeah, think but he's I- Still I finding the, I, I, yeah. I know it's been a while, but yeah. I think he's still finding the character. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's like he he's not quite yet settled into who Roman Reigns is, um, and this more brooding sort of this is my yard version of him that he's in right now is still relatively new. I, um, I, I don't like you said. He's still finding the character. Yeah. If you're still finding the character after this long, yeah, yeah. you you need. You need some time off. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You need to go find yourself. If mm. you're having trouble identifying with who you are at this juncture, mm. go go somewhere. Figure it out. Yeah, and there are a number of zingers in this promo. Like I already said, just watch it. I yeah. mean I could I could I mean, uh, John Cena says, you know, I use the US title to bring up others like Kevin Owens and you saw it as a demotion. And there's um, and John Cena also said, I'm still here because you can't do your job. Ooh. I do this part-time better than you could ever do this full-time. They're, just watch this this segment. But it's a must-see segment. It's a it's must-see, must-see segment. segment. Yeah, it really for is. Sure. So for in sure. any case, the contract is signed. The table is flipped over. There's <laughs> nothing but be. space and opportunity. <laughs> and that's when Kurt Angle says, oh, well, actually, no. That's when Gallows and Anderson yeah. come out on the ramp. Because they're insane? I have no... <laughs> they want, they wanted to do double duty tonight. They had a battle royal and they want a match because they are this show. Yeah, they're, they're the good brothers. They're the good brothers. They're here Any to beat up... needs doing. They're here to beat up some... Nerds! Some nerds. Yeah. Some, I like that Gals is getting some skis in some of these promos, though. He slipped one in today. <laughs> I forgot what it was, but it's something skis. Yeah. <laughs> but then Kurt Angle decides, oh, look at these wrestlers that I have right here. You know what's going to happen right now? A tag team match! Yeah. You know it's the Mac Militant. Coming to get it all. Uh, uh, uh. I can't get over my That's right. We have Cena Reigns versus Gallows and Anderson. Mm-hmm. And uh, this match was this match was a match. There was good stuff in this match. I was still like 
all I was still popcorning the segment before it. I'll be right. completely honest. What did y'all think about this match? I think that I've been watching WWE programming since ni- August of 1986. And one thing I've learned is that one of Vince McMahon's favorite things in the world to do is when he's going to have a singles match between two top guys to force them to be a tag team and see if they can work together. I've seen it 800 billion trillion times, and it's always about as interesting as it was tonight. I don't think we needed the match. The segment was so good. Uh, The interview segment. uh, The match just seemed... uh, Unnecessarily tagged on to the end of it, and it didn't forward the story at all. Yeah, it, it, I don't, I don't think it helped. If uh, if there was a little bit more friction between Reigns and Cena, if maybe Reigns didn't take that tag and just jumped down off yeah, the apron, yeah, yeah. I think that would have made it even better. Yeah. Instead, of, instead of both of them going, yeah, we're both in this match. We both are trying to win. Have one of them just kind of screw over the other a little bit. Because I I don't think they want to get along. Yeah, Reigns does not want to get along with Cena. That is evident. Cena wants to get along with Reigns because well, what do I have to lose, really? Right. Um, but he Cena ended up getting his ass kicked for a good chunk of this match. Indeed, and Reigns mm-hmm. just smiled while it happened. Mm-hmm. Wasn't interested in tagging in as he would. As he would. Yeah. This is yeah. what happens. Yeah. Yeah, but ultimately they did win. You know, kind of. Kind of saw that coming. But, uh, yeah, they win, and there was a spear from Reigns on Carl Anderson. So there's a, there there was kind of an – it was an uneasy truce for the two of them. But I'm still very hyped for this match. I didn't need this match that happened, but because of the segment before it, I want to see more of them. Mm-hmm. I want to see Reigns go to that same place that he, he actually went to today. It's like, great, so you know that place exists. Now get there in an easier way and faster, more effective – and go ahead and put a bloody handprint on your face to help you get there. <laughs> so, and then we have Elias, and he has a song. He's just crapping on Memphis. Yeah. So you, you don't, they don't need the help. Memphis isn't a great town. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a great town, but it, uh, I mean, it ain't an easy town. You can't walk outside at night in a lot of Memphis. Yikes. Yeah, no, it's not. Right. It ain't pretty. To be the king of Memphis is to be the king of, you know, Compton. It's not It's not great. All be right? careful, Hobo. Lawler's going to send Pelvis in here to, to attack you. Yes. You know what? After, the king see, sends. after seeing what Pelvis can do, I think I can take Pelvis. <laughs> you know, you with, definitely can take Pelvis. With ease. Yeah, but there, speaking of uh, the king, uh, Lawler comes out and he brings with him Pelvis Wesley. This was Heath Slater, right? Yes. No. Yeah. No. Well, this Pelvis oh, I'm Wesley. sorry. It was Pelvis Wesley. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. It totally was. Southpaw yes. wrestling. Well, Pelvis there we go. Wesley. Southpaw wrestling. I am as a huge fan of Southpaw. I, I you know, I, I've always figured it's inevitable that some of these Southpaw characters end up on Raw eventually, and. Um, you know, give me a butcher's. Give me a big Bartholomew. This they was were this they was not exactly what I was hoping for. <laughs> it was it was fitting. You know, you have Elvis dancing and trying to get Elias to dance, and mm. Elias is like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll dance. I'll dance these kicks all over your body." Mm-hmm. And that was the end of that segment. So we have uh, Sasha and Charlie uh, backstage. It was a pre-fight interview. Basically, Alexa's going to get it. Sasha's going to break her previous record. And the audience is going to chant, you tapped out 
to Alexa Bliss. Which brings us, of course, to... Oh, we also had a backstage segment with uh, Renee the Miz, uh, Maurice and the Miz Taraj. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, basically Miz lamenting that one match can equal a contendership, what's going on. And Renee's like, oh, well, didn't he beat, like, 14 guys to, uh, you know, get this chance? And Maurice is like, oh, I didn't see him pin anyone. <laughs> Along it's those a lines. valid point. That's, that is it's a valid point. Wrong. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so have that. And that brings us to our main event. Yes. The Women's Championship rematch. The Boss versus The Goddess. And I, I enjoyed this match because uh, Alexa has such flair. She just has flair with her character. I mean, even after taking the double knees uh, on the outside from Sasha, she managed to do that. Uh, was it a whip? Back, a whip backbreaker? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, on, on to such... Oh, yeah, she, she whipped her that was, hard. Yeah. No, it, it looked mean. That looked like, mm-hmm. like knee to the spine. Not even yeah. the lower lumbar, just the spine. I really enjoyed when she clocked the crap out of Sasha with her forearm, like instant ragdoll. And then when she didn't get the pin, she she had a, um, why can't I get what I want tantrum? Yeah. Yeah. She's a great character. Yeah. Yeah. She understands what she's doing in there. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's really incredible to watch. But the match overall to me did not, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a, title match. Ah. It didn't feel like it. Mm. Sasha did not wrestle like a champion. And maybe it's because she hasn't held the belt very long with each time she's held it. Um, But you have to be able to to defend the belt intelligently. Mm -hmm. And sometimes Mm -hmm. that means going outside. Sometimes that means using counts, using the champion's advantage. You have to use that. And, she, and never once did she did she use any of that like Alexa did. Alexa yeah. was the smart the queen with it. of the champion's advantage, but Sasha never never gave that back to her at all. Here was her opportunity to get Alexa back for using all of the all of the champion's advantage that she possibly could. She didn't take advantage of it, and that that really disappointed me. She should have met her on her level, made Alexa sweat, made Alexa work a little bit harder to try and get her championship back by exercising the advantage. And it just never happened. Maybe deep down in her heart, she wanted to continue her streak of never successfully defending her title. Well, she definitely won that. Yeah. <laughs> As it is. What was this, the third time then, or the fourth? Fourth. 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 What, a, what a weird record to have. I know. I've won the title four times and never successfully defended it. Yeah. I, I love the suplex from the top rope that Bliss did yeah, that on was cool. to Sasha. That was great. And mm-hmm. then uh, when Sasha locked in the bank statement and Bliss... Bliss got a, on got on the rope and snapped DDT'd for the win. I mean, I was feeling Bliss, but yes, it is an absolute excellent point. She did Sasha n- does she, not uh, wrestle intelligently as yeah. a champion, and she didn't cheat to she didn't cheat to win in any way. Alexa didn't, uh, which was sort of a surprise, right? It's somehow Boom. worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Boom, DDT, and just, yeah, it is. I mean, just, she planted her for that DDT. Yeah, there she nailed her with no it. No escape. Yeah, and then one, two, three, clean in the middle. Yeah, there it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and she got a goddess's welcome from Nia Jax. Yeah. Nia Jax uh, rushed and, well, she kind of stomped on Sasha a little yeah, bit. So, she's, you know, cause she's as one, her. As one is wont to do. Mm-hmm. And then held the new queen up oh. high 
this new champion, our new women, and then Samoa, Samoan drop out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, evolution style. And yeah, they that even reminded me of the thumbs down. Remember the evolution <laughs> yeah. thumbs down? No one will ever forget. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> that was evolution move. Man. They even they even did a replay of it where you saw Nia Jax's face change, mm-hmm. where it's like, yes, yes, I'm happy to. Nope, this will not stand. Yeah. Yeah. Alexa had no clue. Because no. you can't see her face. You, you can't see the face of the person who's holding you. <laughs> so she's just up there having a great time, enjoying being Miss Elizabeth to Naya's Macho Man. <laughs> and uh, electric chair. You're dead now. Yeah, it's kind of like if uh, Morgan Freeman had crashed the car while he was driving Miss Daisy. And yeah. Like, yeah, I never, right. never see it coming. He, he puts on the seatbelt and just speeds <laughs> up. So she goes flying through the windshield. Oh, goodness. That's a different kind of movie. Oh, man. I I like the match, too. I think Alexa and that Mm -hmm. character having to deal with the challenge of this giant Nia Jax is going to be a really fun dynamic. Yeah. It's going to be a really fun dynamic. How do you bring that down? I mean, others have obviously, you know, brought it down, uh, brought that, brought Nia Jax down. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's really interesting. I want a one-on-one because we know that Alexa is going to have to use all her dirty tricks to be able to do that. So I'm interested to see what she actually Yeah, me too. Do. Me too. Um, no, 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 um, Samoa Joe, no Braun Strowman yeah. tonight. No Joe, no Braun. And I, I'm not sure what's up with that. I, I think it'd be interesting if they just didn't have everybody on the show all the time. Maybe it's strictly an artistic decision. And if so, I would applaud it. I don't think we have to see everybody every week. No. It was especially nice to not have Braun there and Brock could just be out there with Heyman, mm-hmm. you know, have their promo time and then Braun returns next week and does something. Uh, I'd rather have that than them having some kind of forced brawl every single week for four weeks until their match. What if, what if Joe and Braun weren't on TV for a specific reason? Mm. For them, what if perhaps they're off somewhere doing business, colluding to strip Brock Lesnar of the championship mm-hmm. together? Interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying it's mm-hmm. going to happen, but I'm saying what, what if what if it what if this did happen? Yeah. What if it could happen? Or I wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that does bring us to the end of Raw. I mean, uh, Mark Warzeka, put yourself over. Yeah, well, you know what? I, well, all my social is at, at Mark Warzeka, M A R C W A R Z E C H A. And I am back guesting on Ringside Pop this week. Nice, uh, Dale's show. It's really fun. Our friend Dale Rutledge uh, hosts the show with Marty Elias, a former WWE referee who works currently on Glow and at Lucha Underground. And the three of us had a lot of fun. We did a whole episode of Ringside Pop here on After Buzz uh, talking all about wrestlers who've had who've transitioned to Hollywood Ooh. and the path of those guys. So it was really fun. Uh, special interview with the Bellas. It's a cool show, so check it out. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's on iTunes. It's on everything. Uh, Ringside Pop. Alright, and Hobo. I'm at True Hobo on the Twitter and the Instagram. Uh, let's see. NXTeam.spreadshirt.com is where you can get my shirt and others. That leads me to the NXT After Show. That's on Wednesdays at 6 o'clock right after NXT itself airs. And uh, Mark Donica, put yourself over. You can find me on Twitter at Mark Donica. Make sure to follow all of our wrestling programming here. Uh, follow this show, our uh, uh, Tuesday Night Smackdown, us on NXT on Wednesdays. This week on Xbox 12360, we have in-studio... Stone called Steve what Austin? Oh hell so, yeah! Make sure uh, nice. it is our 52nd episode, so we're we're coming up on the one year anniversary. 
make sure to tune in. It's going to be something you won't miss. Uh, and if you're going to be there watching live, give me a hell yeah. Back to you, Markia. <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Markia McCarty. That's M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. And uh, if you love wrestling and you love the Mae Young Classic, the first four episodes were just dropped uh, today. Uh, I will be part of the after show, and that will be on After Buzz TV Wednesday at 7. We will be covering the Bracketology special and the first four eps, and then join us the following Wednesday for 5 through 8, and then join us that next Wednesday as we cover the finale mm-hmm. for that. And then uh, if you love uh, nerdiness in all its forms, uh, please join me on Marvel Movie News, and that is on our sister uh, network, Popcorn Talk, and that will be Tuesdays at 2.30, so see you then. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight, y'all. Bye-bye! From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.